It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org slash app. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. It's a victory Monday. My name's Sam Ekstrom. Episode number 295. A show today that is unfortunately sageless and a little less produced than most Monday shows. We like to have montages. We like to rehash everything with Sage. And maybe we can get him on tomorrow's show in this in the place of this one. This morning there was... An official tour of the Egan practice facility, the TCO Performance Center to be specific, and we'll have more details about that tour as the week goes on. Today is going to be something that David Locke, the founder of the network, the host of Locked On Jazz, likes to call emptying the noggin, where he spouts off everything he's observed and learned, and there's plenty to talk about after yesterday's 24-16 win against the Baltimore Ravens. Pending tonight's result on Monday Night Football between Philadelphia and Washington, the Vikings could be tied for the best record in the NFC. And I'll keep saying it, I said it after the Bears game, probably said it after the Packers game as well, these are not attractive wins. None of them are pretty. But you know what else wasn't pretty? Basically every win of the 2015 division championship season. There were some hideous games played that year. that The Vikings came out on top, usually grinding out games defensively, strong rushing attack, clock control, taking leads and holding them. That was the formula yesterday. It was the formula against Green Bay. It was the, um, the Chicago game required a big late defensive play. But in today's NFL climate, where it feels like there's as much parity as ever, you take the wins when they come. And for the same reason, you can't overlook Cleveland next week. But 6-2 and at the bye, at the halfway mark, would be unbelievable, considering this team was 2-2 and at one point, having just lost their star running back and having already lost their blossoming quarterback. What an opportunity for the Vikings. And that's why yesterday's six field goal kicking contest, and actually nine field goals if you combine the two kickers, should not ashamed Vikings fans. That was a 3-3 three and three Ravens team that could have easily come in, made some special teams and defensive plays, and taken one away from Minnesota. And Minnesota even gave them one early. Interception thrown by Keenum probably cost the Vikings a chance at points. Led to three Baltimore points. Ravens had the first lead. 
But from then on, you know, the Vikings were the better special teams unit, whether it was the field goal kicking unit, Kai Forbath, a career high, six of six, including two from beyond 50 yards. And the punt return unit was outstanding. I think there were three plus punt returns that will be graded very well by Mike Prefer when he evaluates that tape. And that's a big win considering that John Harbaugh, the Ravens coach, prides himself on special teams. He's a former special teams coach at the NFL level. So to win that battle means something. The offense certainly left something to be desired inside the 30-yard line, but moving the football over the middle of the field, they were actually quite good. So it's a bittersweet conclusion when you score 24 points and have seven scoring drives. You'd like to turn a couple of those into touchdowns, get that total up over 30. But when the defense is playing at the level it is, there's not a lot to complain about. Two stats that I love from yesterday's outcome. Number one, the Vikings running game, sans Dalvin Cook, is among the league's best. Over 100 yards as a team each of the three games without Cook, averaging 147 per game without Cook. If you extend that to the whole season, they would be second in the NFL behind Jacksonville. Latavius Murray yesterday had his first good game, by far his best game, had runs of 29 yards and 35 yards. The 29-yarder going for a touchdown, the 35-yarder sparking the Vikings in the second half. The other nugget, Case Keenum has not been sacked in his last five halves of football. He was not sacked in the second half against Chicago, not sacked against Green Bay, not sacked against Baltimore. The last time Case Keenum was sacked, it was that infamous third and goal against Detroit that cost the Vikings a chance to tie the game. Since then, zero sacks. And the Vikings survived yesterday with two offensive line injuries. Jeremiah Searles was hurt late in the first half with a knee, had a sleeve on the knee afterward. We'll maybe get an update on his status today. And Riley Reef, who had an ankle issue on Friday on the injury report, then was also taken out with a knee issue of his own. Though it didn't look too serious, Mike Zimmer said it wasn't too serious. Reef did never leave the sideline. And you wonder if maybe the two injuries were related or maybe there was some overcompensation going on because of the ankle issue. The bottom line, it seems like the offensive line injury issues are going to be okay. But backups, Danny Isadora and Rashad Hill, stepped in and did fine. I watched it back last night, and the takeaway I had was pass protection, great. Isadora might have had one bad rep in pass coverage, but it didn't actually affect the play couple lapses in the run game, but he did offset that with a great block on Baltimore stud defensive lineman Brandon Williams to open up a lane for Latavius Murray. Rashad Hill, same as Isadora, couple mistakes, but held his own. And how nice is it to have backups that can hold their own after last year with the Vikings revolving door on the offensive line to have guys come in and perform. Case Keenum had some great pockets yesterday and great pocket awareness. He didn't always do much with it, though. It was a below-average game for Case Keenum. And give him credit, he made some great third-down throws to extend drives. He had another nice scramble. And he deserves a lot of credit, I believe, for eluding those sacks. I have a hard time believing that Sam Bradford 
would not have been sacked in five straight halves if he were quarterbacking. He's just not quite as aware. Keenum is very good at manipulating the pocket, stepping to open spots, finding running lanes if necessary, and occasionally stepping up towards the line of scrimmage and making a throw forward on the run. He's done that a couple times. I do think, though, that he's opened the door for the conversation to be had about Teddy Bridgewater playing. His performance against Cleveland in London may have a lot to do with what the Vikings do next. With Keenum, I'd say against Pittsburgh, he was below average. Tampa Bay, he was fantastic. Detroit, below average. Bears, above average. Packers, pretty much right right on the line, even-keeled average. And then yesterday, maybe a touch below that. But, I mean, if you look at the resume, you've got a couple, couple bad games, couple good games, couple pedestrian games. I mean, that's a very much a backup line, isn't it? He's basically averaging out as an average quarterback. Does Teddy Bridgewater give you a higher potential ceiling if he plays like he did pre-injury? Maybe. I don't envy the Vikings decision makers. But I do know that Teddy Bridgewater in 2015, when he won a division, had a great running game and a great defense. And that's what the Vikings have right now. Especially a great defense. Five sacks of Flacco. Two by Everson Griffin. He's got nine on the year, and his sack streak continues. Anthony Barr had 11 tackles. He's playing at a Pro Bowl level. You could probably say the same about Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes. But there's a lot going well right now for that defense, and knock on wood, they're staying healthy on that side of the ball. So just as the defense has benefited Case Keenum, it would benefit Teddy Bridgewater, and it would help him ease back into the swing of things. The schedule gets more challenging now. I'm not convinced it's as tough as people say, but just by virtue of going on the road, it'll get more taxing. Even going to London to play Cleveland is not a cakewalk. At Washington, at Atlanta, at Detroit, at Green Bay, that's all coming up. LA at home will not be easy. LA's playing really good football. They just shut out Arizona 33-0 yesterday. So obviously you want to bank up the win against the Browns, get to 6-2, and two, get healthy over the bye, and then come back with a quarterback plan and some rejuvenation in Week 10. The Vikings are right in this mix in an NFC that is up for grabs. And because they didn't slip up yesterday, they can put themselves in the conversation for the NFC's elite, honestly. Style points don't count in the NFL. And there have been Super Bowl teams that have proven that in the past. Ravens, 2000. Bucks, a couple of years later. Broncos, a few years ago. Obviously, offense is a little more attractive. It sells more. But a strong defense can be just as effective. And the Vikings did exactly what they needed to do yesterday. They took advantage of another banged-up opponent coming in, undermanned on offense, and they held them to nine points before a walk-off, last-second, meaningless touchdown. Well, my noggin is emptied. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can win a subscription to Pro Football Focus by reviewing this show on iTunes. Leave your Twitter handle in the review. A winner will be chosen to win a $40 value Pro Football Focus subscription. Thanks so much for listening. We'll have Sage back very soon to talk about that game. 
and what's to come for the Vikings as they head off to London. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.